Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast that re-examines the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media of our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Good morning, Jen. It is the day after Thanksgiving, people. Yeah, Jenny's not doing too well. She's got a big... Big water bottle going on there. <laughs> I, I'm fine. I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. Okay, so today we're going to look at Little House on the Prairie, Season 3, Episode 9, the best episode ever, otherwise called The Bully Boys. <laughs> Who told Jen, us to watch this? Somebody in, I was talking about Reverend Alden being public enemy number one, and somebody said, if you think he's bad now, wait till you get to The Bully Boys. <sighs> okay. All right, Jen? The description reads, the townspeople of Walnut Grove have no idea what they're in for when the three Gallander brothers settle in. The oldest two run up large bills at the mercantile and mill, and the youngest boy causes problems at school. Everyone tries to take Reverend Aldrin's advice and give the Gallanders a chance, but when their crimes turn violent, the community's <laughs> religious loyalties are tested. I'm going to go on record and say this is my favorite episode so far. Mine's still Fred. I was texting Jenny last night. There are so many things I wrote in capital letters in my notes. Like, we will get to it, but there were parts where I screamed out loud. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, me too. But I, I, and they just came off the whole Fred nightmare. And now they're on this. Like, they've had a rough couple of weeks in Walnut Grove. Fred was nothing compared to the Gallanders. <laughs> okay. I feel like Fred was the devil's warning for the Gallanders. He really was. All right, so again, if you're a new listener, please check out our Patreon feed, which is new. So it's patreon.com backslash Gen X, this is why. But you can also get all that info on our main website, which Jenny designed so beautifully. Oh, I forgot about that site. Gen X, this is why.com. <laughs> That'll take you to our Patreon. So for $5 a month at our ride or die level, you can get two bonus episodes a month. And um, if you upgrade to hero mode, there's some extra perks in it for you, like a picture of Jenny. We haven't decided, Jen. Is it a new pick? We not, haven't decided we, yet, we're right? We're doing this. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> a picture of you showing genuine emotion. Whatever. I'm showing genuine emotion right now. And it's disgust. A, a special welcome sticker and some other things. So those are your two levels to choose from. Uh, We have talked about if we hit a certain goal for Patreon subscribers that we will start adding more content. So it will only grow, hopefully. All right. So let's get into it, Jen. We open. The director is Victor Victor French. French. So he's like, he has set the bar high here. Give him an Oscar. Give him an Oscar. (laughs) Just give it to him. Well, we have another rando writer. Like this, this set cannot keep writers. Give Victor French the Oscar. My favorite word, posthumously. Okay. Okay. 
We open with weird country music, that twangy stuff. We don't know what that instrument is. And I also wrote here, do you remember they used to use that music all the time for Edwards? Yes, they did. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a shack, presumably with a bunch of bachelors in it, because I wrote, I think that's bachelor music. Oh, maybe it's bachelor music. They used it for Edwards when he was a bachelor. Maybe it's like wayward bachelor music. (laughs) So some men are trying to force their younger brother to go to school using the threat of real-life math. I can relate to this. The kid runs to school while the men saunter into Olson's. The men are George and Sam Gallander. And Harriet treats them like filth until they imply they have money. Right. 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 Yeah, that's all it takes is the mention of possible money. Yep. Then she's sweet as pie. And they tell her they're looking to set up permanent residence here in Walnut Grove and they need supplies. Can I just say, too, like, I don't remember this episode at all. No, me neither. Me neither. I don't know if I ever saw it. Maybe we didn't. Maybe mom and dad, like, didn't let us watch it. I feel like they weren't screening Little House episodes. <laughs> For all the violence. <laughs> Harriet tries to upsell them now that she knows they have money. And they say price is no option, Jen. And I just wrote, they're not never paying for anything. That's clear. (laughs) Meanwhile, Nels pulls up outside and he comes in right at the time that Harriet's handing them a very big bill, which is $16.75. Do we have a conversion? I think that's like 150 bucks. Okay. Roughly. And they say, oh, well, you could just put it on our credit. And Nels and Harriet are like, red flag, red flag. (laughs) Nels is like, dude, we can't extend credit to you if you don't know them. Yeah, we don't even know you. We don't know where you live. One of the men, is it the older one who's named George? I don't know. Let's just say it is, okay? And if I'm wrong, come at me. George, like, menacingly smashes a glass. (laughs) And is like, oops, put that on my bill too, I guess. What an asshole. And it's enough to, like, rattle the Olsons that they just cave. Yeah. You're like, uh, okay, okay. All right. At school, their younger brother, the kid from the earlier scene, Bubba, Bubba <laughs> is registering, and Willie tells him that his name is Silly. Bubba punches Willie. <laughs> he falls onto the floor, and of course, Willie is unjustly persecuted for that. He's always getting yelled at for getting punched. I know. I know. <laughs> I love Willie. I do too. George and Sam are strolling around and come across the mill. They need some lumber, Jen. Well, I'm like, finally, because Charles will deal with this shit, but I'm wrong. Oh, Charles deals with it later. <laughs> <laughs> they need some lumber. And Hanson says, when when they tell Hanson, like, where they're at, he's like, oh, you must be at the Edwards old place. Maybe it's Edwards music. And since they're living in Edwards house. No, I think you're really giving this a lot okay. of thought. So they'll need a lot of wood. And Hanson tells them he doesn't have it just yet. But, Jen, they happen to have a filled order for Mr. Henderson. That's the same stuff they need? This is so strange. But, okay. And and Charles is like, well, you know, Mr. Henderson doesn't need this wood for a couple of days yet. So why don't we give these shysters this wood? <laughs> and I'll make... Some new wood. Well, I'll cut some. I'll make some new wood. It's going to grow. And then we'll give that to Henderson. And Hanson's like, okay, that sounds good. And since Hanson is running a secret mob and is rich as fuck, he doesn't take the men up on the offer to pay more for the wood. No. No, he's like, what's money? Not worried about it. Hanson also gives the men the wood on credit. He's not happy about it because they're like, oh, we'll pay more for it. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. And then they're like, well, we don't really have credit. But they keep telling everyone that they have a bank note coming in on Friday. Actually, I'm lying. I, I'm, I can't do math because I'm hungover. It's about $400, their bill at, at Olson. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Jenny, again... The people of Walnut Grove are being duped. Doesn't take money. <laughs> so they must have heard from Johnny Cash. <laughs> Johnny Cash took a quick ride out. <laughs> Spread the word. Okay. So Here they we run go. up an $18 bill at Hanson's. Yes. So that's, I don't know, $450. Here we go, Jen. 
The action is going to ratchet up now. Yep. Yes, it does. <laughs> Back at the schoolyard, the kids are playing, and Bubba whips a kid in the face with the dodgeball. Like, okay, one thing you have to understand about the schools: all the older boys are not there because they're, they're harvesting. Planting. Yeah, they're planting. They're planting. So it's all the girls plus Willie. <laughs> so they're all like playing dodgeball, and the and Bubba's a big kid, and he takes the ball and he pegs. Why didn't you tell me I had cheese on my boob? I couldn't see it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. He pegs this little girl in the face hard. And Bubba's like 33. <laughs> and he pegs like a, a four-year-old with a dodgeball. And you know how much I love kids being scared, kids being frightened, like in this kind of way. But even this was too much for this me. This was too much. Too much. All right. So Laura, of course, social justice warrior Laura, stands up to him. She's going after him. Mm -hmm. He calls her Pee-wee and he pushes her to the ground. Yep. This evokes Mary's response of, like, she gets right in his face and she's yelling at him. But she's yelling at him. Do you notice, like, she's being all nerdy? She's like, these are the rules and the rules are in place for a reason. (laughs) I know. And he does what we all want. Oh, I almost... Died. He pulls off and punches Mary in the face. <laughs> still for, I was still a little bit drunk when I was watching this last night, and I almost fucking died when this happened. Guys, this is not like like this is a punch. Like he like punches punch. Mary in the face. <laughs> I, was, I, like, I just bit my water across the room. I almost died. I screamed out loud. All right. So I then, wrote, oh, my God, he slapped Mary. Oh, my God. Mary, kick his ass. Go snitching. Tell Pa. Tell Pa. Oh, my God. Tell Pa. I know. And she doesn't. <laughs> he tells her, if you tell, like, it's not going to be good for you. He's like an abuser. Yeah. So on the way home, Mary's debating what to tell Charles and Caroline. Laura, of course, encourages her to tell the truth because Laura on. is a great person. But Mary doesn't want to be a tattle. Since, Since when? when? Since when? Since when? <laughs> <laughs> That's new. And Laura knows that Pa will kick some ass. Because that kid is as big as Pa. Again, back to an earlier conversation. Would I beat up a kid? Yes. <laughs> if they were taller than me, I Would might. Charles? Sure. I think he would. <laughs> look, if I'm they're 32. Be, look, I'm going to beat 32. the shit out of everyone who deserves it. I if don't you care come if at me, in, I'm beating you. I don't care if he's in eighth grade. He's like 33 years old. I'm yeah. going to fight with him. He's a foot taller than me. I'm beating the shit out of him. All right. So later, Jim, we see Mary's eye and she has a shiner, like a real black <laughs> eye. Oh Have you ever had a black eye? Yes. From karate. I don't think I have. Oh, okay. The, we'll we'll keep going. We'll keep going. Do you want to talk okay, about it? Okay, Charles questions the girls <laughs> about the new kid at school. <laughs> Mary lies about her black eye, saying she got hit with a dodgeball. And Caroline delivers the greatest line ever. It's a good thing she didn't have her glasses on. She never does. Oh, she shit. never does. Oh shit. Yeah. Those glasses, those life-saving glasses and are like, who knows where. I'm like, Pa, see through this. See you through know, it. You know where those glasses are? They're wherever my remote is for my TV. They're in a log somewhere. Yeah, they're gone. Okay, so. Well, um, and Pa says, the only thing worse than a black eye is two black eyes. I know. He's so wise. <laughs> Laura asks Pa if he's ever had a black eye. And I feel like she should have said, like, like he should have been like, what, this week? Because I, know, right? I feel like this always out. happens. So in bed, Laura comes up with a genius plan to get back at Bubba. They're going to go by the creek, steal a frog, and put it in his lunch pail. Laura, what the hell? You are bad at at revenge. I like how manipulative she is, though. Like how bad at revenge. She operates in the shadows. (laughs) Okay, where's our lieutenant? (laughs) The next day at school, Laura and Mary are on the seesaw, and Laura's trying to assure Mary that her eye looks better, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Mm -mm. No, it doesn't. Bubba starts fucking with them and he like stands in the middle of the seesaw and Mary's like, let's get out of here. And she and Laura get off the seesaw and walk away. And Jen, Nellie comes over with Willie. Of course. And she how can this situation get worse? She offers to give him some candy to use the seesaw. And he's like, oh, you got candy? Oh, Every day right. you got candy? So guess what, Jen? They're dating. 
Because of course. They start fucking dating. <laughs> Is that what they're they're dating? They're dating. Later they're oh, arm in arm. Gosh. You, Jenny, it's Walnut Grove. You don't touch people like that that you're not dating. Right. And then I suppose they'll get married in like a week or two. Yes, sure. Okay, so Hansen heads over to the Olsons in the meantime. And holy shit, he runs into <laughs> Mr. Henderson. Remember the original customer for the load of wood? They took his wood and gave it to the Gallanders. Right, to okay. fill his order later. Right. He tells the Hansen, Jen, he won't be needing the wood anymore. Guess why? Tell me why. Because he got a better deal from somewhere <laughs> else. Who else is in town selling wood? Like, Hansen's shocked. Hansen's shocked because he's like, there's another mill in town? Yeah. Like, how did this happen? For like two whole minutes, Hansen can't work this out in his brain. And then as Henderson's leaving, he's like, oh, wait a minute. The men who sold you the wood, were they the Gallanders? Of course they were. <laughs> and the fact that they sold it at, for less than they bought it from Hansen says they're not paying for it. Wow. Okay. Hansen, in a rage, goes back over to the mill, and he sees Edwards. Hansen approaches him and says, he can't stand a liar and a thief. And Edward says, well, I've been known to tell a story now and then, but I ain't never taken nothing. <laughs> I love him. Love him. Hansen explains what's happening, and he's freaking out. And Edward says, "He ne- someone needs to talk to them. This ain't right. He's going. Take him down to the creek or something. I'm like, yeah, Edwards, let's do this. Hansen explains they're doing this on credit, and that's how they get away with it, because you can't put someone in jail because of their bills. Since, okay. Welcome to 2020, Hansen. Welcome to 2020. Welcome to, like, that (laughs) happened in the early 1900s, I feel like. Yep. All right. So, Mr. Edwards suggests what I'm going to refer to now as creek justice. (laughs) (laughs) Where you just take a motherfucker down to the creek, beat them, and drown them. I mean, Charles kind of did this to Edwards a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. In Mr. Edwards' homecoming. When he was trying to sober him up. Yep. Hanson doesn't give the direct order. (laughs) He never does. (laughs) He never does. But Jen, what is Hanson going to say? It's best to just let them pillage the town until they get tired and move on. Wow. Whose approach is right here, Jenny? Hanson or Edwards? Edwards. Edwards. These motherfuckers need some creek justice. Yeah, like what? <laughs> they did they did did no one learn anything? <laughs> no one's learned anything from the Johnny Cash episode. Nope, nope. I'm sure if these two idiots went into Olson's and asked for the key of the store, he'd give it to them. He'd give it to them, probably. <laughs> Johnny Cash probably has a copy of it. God. All right. At the Ingalls house, Caroline. Is Caroline, is she stress brushing, stress brushing her hair? She has crisis hair. She's like stress brushing her hair. Yeah, she has her crisis hair. Okay. I have that note on this. At the Ingalls, Caroline has her crisis hair, which is when her <laughs> hair's down. And she tells Charles that Harriet was causing quite the stink at the women's league. Where's she, when, what is the women's league? And why is when Harriet did this happen? happen? When did this happen? We never saw this. No. I want to see it. Who's in the women's league, do you think? Grace, Carolyn, Mrs. Whipple. Ed, Mrs. Olson, Whipple. <laughs> that's well, that's it. all the women. Do you think there's anyone who wouldn't be? Widow Thurman, they won't let her in. No. She's what dead about to Foster? Foster? Maybe. Widow Thurman's dead to Caroline. Yeah. Don't even come near yeah, me. Yeah, just okay. All right, so she's like, Miss Mrs. Olson's super pissed at these guys and what they're doing. And she's like telling Charles that they're doing it to a bunch of people in town, like promising credit and not, you know, whatever. Do they get dresses from the Whipple? Maybe. Charles says they need their heads banged together. And Caroline says, It's like an just, episode of Three Stooges. They just get, they need to get to know the town better. No, dude, they're ripping <laughs> you off. And Charles, voice of reason, responds, quote, a fella could go broke getting to know the calendars. Yeah. Yep. yep that's yep, what's going to happen. Yep. The next day, it's Sunday. It's mass. Reverend Alden decides he's going to tackle this. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> he says, Jen, the calendars, it's simple. The Lord is testing them. First of all, they're not at church. No, no, no. He's talking not. to his congregation. Yeah. The Lord is testing them and they need to endure and turn the, turn the other cheek. And I wrote, holy shit. I have an index card. 
God. Please tell me it's not in the Bible. It is. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I did not have a lot of energy last night, and I was so stunned and shocked by this whole episode that I I just did a very short index card. Because, like, what was I going to do it on? Getting punched in the eye? So um, You could have done it on getting people thrown in jail for their bills. Yeah. But you just, there wasn't a law then. There, end of index card. Okay, go ahead. What does it mean to turn the other cheek? So what Reverend Alden is talking about, turning the other cheek, is a phrase in the Christian doctrine from the Sermon on the Mount that refers to responding to injury without revenge and allowing more injury. So it actually not only says don't don't get revenge on people. Let somebody hurt you. It's to let somebody keep hurting you. It's an alternative to an eye for an eye, which is actually in Deuteronomy. I think it's in Deuteronomy. It's in one of the Old Testament things. Hmm. So turn the other cheek is like the New Testament response to that, where it's like, no, don't don't go seeking revenge. Just let people continue to beat you as Mary sits there with a black eye. That's no, all I got. No, no. That's all I have. Mm-mm. And I wrote, Jenny, it's funny you said that because the exact sentence I wrote is, meanwhile, Mary's sitting there with the shine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let people abuse you. What the hell? So, Jen, how do we make this worse? Uh, although um, Charles does not know that that's where Mary got the black Correct. eye. I can't believe no one's put this together, but they don't Correct. think that there's there's a physical element yet at this right, point. Right. And I don't know if they... Well, they do know the kid is is connected to them, right? They yeah. Know. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But, like, they're just not – and, I mean, dodgeball, black eye, sure. Sure. That, that could track. So they're not suspicious of that. Jenny, how can this get worse? Reverend Alden tell everybody <laughs> just suck it up and keep getting taken advantage of. But then what does Reverend Alden say he's going to do? Go talk to them because that's going to help. <laughs> they saw him coming a mile away. Oh, that – Later that day, Reverend Alden shows up at the Gallander house. He wastes no time calling them out. Like, he's pretty direct. Yeah. He accuses them of stealing and intimidation. And the Gallanders again tell him that this banknote is coming. And he's like, but even though the banknote is coming, that doesn't explain why you undersold Hanson on the wood. Right. Like, that right. was a dick move. Right. Because you're clearly going to take a hit if your intention is to pay. Right. So the men tell the kid to leave the room, and I wrote, never a good sign. Nope. Never a good sign. They lie, and okay, so here's what they say. They say that their mother has suddenly taken ill. She's bad sick. She's bad sick, as we usually say. (laughs) (laughs) And there's, like, they had to sell the lumber right then to get her medicine right then. This is Reverend Alden such a sucker. Reverend Alden... I can't even. I think played him. I'm to the point where I think he's doing this on purpose. They played him like a fiddle. Do you ever see that reality show a while ago? Anderson Cooper used to host called The Mole. He's the Mole, Reverend Alden. (laughs) Yeah, right. Totally. Um, If any of you guys are playing, what's the game the kids are playing now? Oh, I know what it is. I'm playing it. The one where you're among us. Among us, yeah. The one where you're like the Cylon. I mean, yeah, Cylon. That's Reverend Alden. He's the one sabotaging (laughs) shit. It's so funny because that game's so funny. Like it's so clear. Ninety percent of the time, it's super clear who the who the mole is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, my kids can't keep their mouths. They shut start either. acting like a fool. Like they're not mm-hmm. doing any of the stuff, mm-hmm. and they're just like hanging out in the cafeteria. And you're like, come on, come on, blue. Yeah, come on. yeah. Okay, so the kid leaves the room. He tells the story about the parents. Reverend Alden buys all of this, and then he smiles like a moron and has dinner with them, like an idiot. He is such a sucker. The next day at school, Mary, we see Mary sulking on the steps by herself. She's she's traumatized. She's traumatized. I have to say, did you see Miss Beale's shirt? I thought it was quite nice. It did was it have like, the little eyelets? Yeah, it was like yes. an eyelet shirt. It and was it was like really periwinkle. Neat. Like her mm-hmm. outfits are like yeah. way more expensive than I think she gets paid. So oh, probably. Okay, so Laura and Willie are playing marbles and fighting. I love those two. <laughs> They're always fighting. Nellie and Bubba approach arm in arm. The like devil and his bride. Mm-hmm. Bubba steps on the marbles. Laura yells at him. He shoves her, and Bubba walks off with the marbles. You know what we need here in Walnut Grove. A what gun? do we need? What, well, besides that, Cobra Kai. Yes. These kids need Cobra Kai. <laughs> 
He shoves her to the ground. Okay, Laura's getting frustrated, but Mary tells her to remember what Reverend Alden said. No, Mary. No, don't remember that. I wrote that Laura, Edwards, and Charles need to form a posse and go out and deliver this Creek justice. (laughs) (laughs) I like Creek justice. I do, too. I'm going to start using it. I have a creek down the bottom of my property. There you go. Perfect. Mm -hmm. At the Gallanders, they're talking about what idiots the people of Walnut Grove are. I don't think they're... I'm wrong. They're not at their place. They're in town somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the brothers says, a man could have just about everything he wants here. Yeah, well... Pretty much. Pretty much. And the other brother says, well, not everything. And then haunting music plays as Caroline approaches with her basket of eggs. Oh, no. I was like, (laughs) you are not going to touch Caroline. You are signing your death warrant. Oh, my God. Holy shit. George approaches Caroline, guys, and he grabs her. Oh, my God. She's like, let me go. Let me go. They're struggling. She's looking to the mill for Charles. He's nowhere to be found. They struggle, the basket falls, the eggs break. Then they start like rubbing her face. It was, I don't yeah. even know what to say. It I was, know, in Walnut Grove. It was very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, no one sees this. It's no in the middle it. of Olson's. It's middle in of front day. of the post office. No one it's sees it. It's in front of the mill. Nobody sees it. Middle of the day. Caroline walks all the way, runs all the way back to the house. Charles approaches, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is getting good. This is getting good. He knows something's up. He knows something's up because he's approaching, like, he's coming down that famous driveway in the wagon, and he's like, Caroline, and she runs away from him into the house. He's like, oh, women don't run away from me. What's going on here? (laughs) So he hops off of his wagon, and he runs into the house. And Jenny, he is going to murder someone. Oh. He runs so fast that his hat flies off. Did he yeah, get Yeah, because he knows something's up. He uh-huh. knows something's uh-huh. up. And I wrote, he runs, his hat flies off. This is hot. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she she tells Charles, and he goes bananas. But he does something I didn't like. He grabbed her face. Yeah. I was like, uh, maybe don't do that. Um, He's all like, the calendars put their hands on you. Did the calendars put their hands on? I taped it. Amy's copyright laws, 2020. And she's like, no, no, it was an accident. I'm like, no, no, what? No, 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 this is not your fault. This was not an accident. Nope. I'm putting the scene in the Mimi Bees, guys. I have it recorded on my secret copyright-free device. It will be in the Mimi Bees. So, Jen, guess what he goes into? Angry hero mode. Epic. I put epic hero mode. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I, I did question, was he going to pick up his ride or die? But he's too angry. I mean, he should have stopped and got his ride or die, though. Because <laughs> yes. now he's outnumbered. Yes. So Charles arrives at the Gallanders. And I have to give him credit. He doesn't jump off his steed and I just start just kicking the shit out of them. And started kicking ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They go inside. He's like, I'm not here for a social call. They go inside. Why are you going inside? No, that was stupid. You should have stayed outside. So the way they're positioned, the one brother's in the house. Charles is in the doorway. The older brother's outside behind him. Okay? The younger brother starts saying that your wife's skin is so smooth. Oh, my God. Dude, you were inviting the fury. what does Charles do? He grabs a chair, smashes the older brother. That was a good move. Shuts the door, locks it. Good move. That was a good move. And proceeds to beat the fuck out of the younger brother. (laughs) And there is wing sauce everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But eventually, Jen, the other brother gets Gets in. in. They gang up on him. Okay. Meanwhile, Edwards is sauntering along. Of course, because he always is. And Charles' wagon is loose again. It's like the third time this season. Comes flying down the road and Edwards immediately recognizes it. Don't get me started on that. Is this the third wagon with that's loose with someone passed out in the front? (laughs) So Charles, Edwards stops the wagon and he looks and Charles is passed out in the back of it. So Edwards ride or die is passed out in the fucking wagon and Edwards is not happy. Not happy. All right. Edwards rushes him home. At home, we have shirtless paw, shirtless paw. But I'm not going to do 
I'm not doing my air horn because he's injured shirtless paw. So he's I feel like it's not ribs. sexy. Okay. Dr. Doc Baker tells Charles to stay in bed and that he has three broken ribs. Do we know that? How Apparently do we know he has broken ribs. Mm-hmm. It's easy to tell if there's broken ribs. Well, even Doc Baker can tell. Eh, I feel like you could tell on yourself. <laughs> so we're only in season three and Charles has already broken his ribs twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like they just healed. Uh huh. Edwards is like, what the fuck, Charles? You need a two by four when you're doling out Creek justice. What are you doing? <laughs> Edwards knows how to deal with this shit. Okay. Then I think it's aside from Mary getting punched and Charles beating the shallows guys, this is probably the greatest scene of the episode. Who comes knocking on the door, Jen? Dick bag Reverend Alden. <laughs> Public enemy. No, I'm going to hell for saying that. <laughs> It is public enemy number he one. He shows up with some victim blame. Yes, he does. Yeah. Charles tells Rev, this wouldn't have happened if you haven't butted in with all of your soft words. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> Rev says, Charles, when confronted with violence, they reacted with violence. Um, what? <laughs> what violence did Carolyn perpetrate? Did they the started man? the violence with Carolyn. <sighs> they started that. Edward speaks up and is like, nope, no, you can't no. have a town where women can't walk down the street. Thank you, Mr. Edwards. Mm-hmm. And then Jenny. <laughs> this is going to go down in history as the worst thing ever said. Reverend Alden turns to Caroline and asks, could she have misinterpreted the assault? Holy gaslight victim blame, Reverend <laughs> Alden. Are wow. you kidding me? Caroline should have punched him in the face. I know. Like, Reverend Alden would never survive in 2020. No. You can't go asking women who've been... Because she wasn't sexually assaulted, but it was going that way. It was bad. It It was was bad. bad. Like, for somebody in this generation, in this time, this was really bad. Like, he... They put their hands on her. Period. She was scared. Yeah. She was really scared. I was scared. (laughs) What did you think was going to happen on Little House? I was scared. Okay. Charles... Raises his voice and yells at Rev, and I'm loving this. And then Charles kicks him out. And Jen, I don't know if you caught this, but Carolyn has a look on her face like, I'm taking care of you tonight. (laughs) She was like all in on this. She has this look like, that's my man. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, Edwards offers to kill them, but Charles says, nope. This is going all Godfather, (laughs) too. Okay. I want to say something. This is the greatest episode ever. Okay. Are you still going to insist that Fred is? Yes. Okay. I want to challenge you on this. This is the greatest episode of Little House, and I have empirical evidence. You mean empirical evidence like there's a goat, the the devil has come back as a goat to Walnut Grove to terrorize them? Check your messages right now because I'm sending you something. Oh, boy. I I got up at 7 o'clock this morning. (laughs) God. And I made a little house bingo card. Okay. And this episode (laughs) checks so many things off this bingo card. So here are the things on the little house bingo card. Shirtless paw. Laura runs away. Mary acts like a nerd. Doc Bake gives horrible medical advice. Charles goes into hero mode. Caroline <laughs> suffers in some way. Nellie tricks Laura or Mary. Harriet shames someone because of their economic status. A horse or wagon is loose. Edwards goes into ride or die mode. The appearance of wing sauce. Rev Alden gives bad advice. Charles defends women folk. A reference to Edward's drinking. A rando character appears. Carrie doesn't understand. Someone is drunk. Someone gets punched. Someone swindles someone in Walnut Grove. And Willie gets sent to the corner. Okay. So there are at least 10 of these things in this episode. That makes it the greatest I episode I didn't see. Time. I didn't see someone got punched in the ass by a goat on here. <laughs> So I think this is defective. No, Mimi's. I'm putting this, my graphic that I made, I'm so proud of, I'm putting in the Mimi piece. I didn't see the Lord of Darkness appears in goat form. (laughs) I'm telling you, this episode has it all. It delivers. And bonus, 
we only get one little second of Carrie. So, I mean, in any episode where two people get punched, three people get punched, more than one Ingles gets punched. <laughs> uh huh. It's pretty okay. action packed. Next, we see Reverend Alden heading back out to the calendars. Um, did oh, you see what they God. did to Charles, dude? Dude, the older brothers aren't home, just Bubba. And he's chopping some wood. He's angrily chopping wood. <laughs> that should have been on the bingo card. <laughs> Rev asked them about the sick mother. And Bubba's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? My, my mother is, like is not only my mother's fine. She ran off to California with the drummer. What? A drummer? Okay. What? Like a drummer in a Civil War marching band? <laughs> what? <laughs> Jenny, what kind of drummer could they mean? I mean, there was music. I know, but like, I thought that was a 60s thing. <laughs> An 1860s thing, apparently. The, bot- the bottom line is, they lied, Reverend Alden. They <laughs> lied. People I'm shocked, lie. I'm shocked Reverend Alden's like, not like, well, you better go to California and find your mother because I heard yeah, she's, she's sick. sick. He's such an idiot. <laughs> These people lied to you. They lied. People are awful. They're liars. <sighs> they're, they're, they are terrible. Laura should have given them Fred. <laughs> there you go. That would have been true revenge. Later at school, Mary stops to tie her shoes and she's like on the stairs and Bubba, Bubba comes down and steals her tablet. This is her essay, probably. <laughs> she had to rewrite it after the goat ate it. Come on. <laughs> A goat eating Mary's essay. <laughs> that was good. Nope. Mary finally stands up to him and she punches him in the face with a lunch pail that was awesome (laughs) that was a good punch they're wrestling around on the ground fighting laura tries to help but gets pushed back down and then jen all the girls gang up on him and beat him it's like a mob justice i love it and i'm here for it that pale to the side of the face though i was not expecting that that was amazing cobra kai yeah, Mary's like, you know what? Somebody no mercy. needs to stand up to him. Like, this no is it. I'm done. <laughs> so that night, the girls go home, and Charles is low-key proud of them. He's, he's a little proud of this. He's a little proud. Because, you know, they got the job done that he couldn't, unfortunately. <laughs> and I just, right. have, I just have Walnut Grove as a mess. Oh, and let me this just... This is a mess. Let me just say what preceded Mary hauling off and hitting him with the pail was he said, well, I heard my brothers taught your daddy to... To belly crawl. Oh my god. Yeah, like so they made fun of Charles. Yeah. So and she that just off and cracked him. Brought out the eye of the tiger there. That had a hurt a steel pail to the <sighs> side of the face. And she hit him hard. Yeah, she did. <laughs> this is so great. Oh. The next day, Charles and Caroline are driving to church because that's where we are now. She can't go anywhere alone. So she's right. always supervised. And I was I was happy to see Edwards because I'm like, he's he's gonna take care of this ultimately. I know, like, I feel like Paul will take care of everything, but the combination of Charles he needs, and he needs Edwards. Edwards with them. Yep. Yeah. So, Jim, we see the Gallanders, and they're headed to church, too. I love how they're all in church, and, like, everyone has beat each other up. So, <laughs> everyone is at church together. And <laughs> they're all, like, bloody. And- <laughs> they all have black eyes. Half the people have black eyes. Charles is sitting there with broken ribs. <laughs> Caroline's sitting there with PTSD because she's facing her assaulter. This is hell, Reverend Alden, and you are living in it. Like is this it assaultant? is assaultant, assailant, assailant. Wow, you're walking me through English today. Okay, <laughs> so Jenny, is this going to fix everything? You think? All <laughs> oh, being at work God, together, or all being at church together? No, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So Reverend decides to go all fire and brimstone and give a sermon on hell. <laughs> You're in it, dude. You're in it. This is hell. <laughs> so let's talk about this. Let, let's try to get into the head space of the calendars for a second. Why would they willingly go to church? I have no idea. I have no idea why they came here. Like somebody just literally drove to your house and tried to beat the shit out of the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> They're all hanging out. You've swindled half the town. And you're just like, it's either like just this fucking... Wow, the balls on these guys, or they're just idiots. They're just idiots, I think. Although I have to say, how epic of a of a mass would this have been if our priest just called out individuals? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> 
I wrote, if church was like this, I might go. <laughs> it's like a soap opera. <laughs> if vigilante justice was doled out at the beginning of every mass, I might go to one. <laughs> Turn the other cheek or smack a cheek with a pail. <laughs> so Rev is talking and he's like sweating because he's so pissed. And then finally George speaks up and goes, Rev, are you slurring us? <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. He's standing right in front of you saying this. He tells them they need to leave town. And then, then he grabs him, throws <laughs> him up against him. <laughs> and now there's a smackdown in church. <laughs> Your this priest assaults This has completely fallen apart, and it's all Reverend Aldous's fault. Wait, we went from... And then you see Nell's, like, fan and Harriet. So she doesn't pass out because she always passes out. We went we went from Reverend Alden saying turn the other cheek to actually beating the church. <laughs> He's like, forget that sermon. We're back to eye for an eye. Go Old Testament on this shit. Guys, if you it's do nothing... If you this do, is a mess. If you do nothing else... This holiday break. Watch this episode. I mean, it is obvious that Mr. Edwards, and I say Mr. Edwards and not Victor French, has directed this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So as as Reverend Alden is assaulting the one He was downstairs. I was watching it in my room with the door closed, so the <laughs> glasses are all fogged up. <laughs> I can't see. Okay, so then the other brother tries to help him, and Edwards grabs him. Don't you feel yep. like Edwards like Edwards was waiting for this moment for like four days? Time he can rip yeah. off his suit and be like, <laughs> he's waiting. He has been waiting for this moment for four days. Oh my god. Okay, so. <laughs> So the town decides they're going to walk the men right out of town. That's it. They're out. They're going. Caroline, can you start the hymn for me? And the women sing. With the women's auxiliary (laughs) hymn. The women sing onward Christian soldiers as the men march the (laughs) calendars. And I wrote this. (laughs) This is how church should be. And they didn't walk right by the creek. And I was waiting they for did. some Creek justice. Well, I don't think he's going to do it right in the middle of town. <laughs> you got to walk out of town a little bit for that. Oh, Jenny. Oh, my God. This is the greatest episode. <laughs> beating somebody up in church. I mean, it's tough to top that. Jenny, whose fault is this? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is Reverend Alden's fault. I mean, it definitely, he let it go, get too far. Like, they should have kicked their ass as soon as they didn't pay hands in. Right, like, like that's we it. can't even say it's the Gallander's fault, even though they're criminals. No, they're criminals, but, like, <laughs> Reverend Alden allowed this all to happen. He allowed everyone to be victimized. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. They should have kicked these people right out of town from day one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's hard to argue with that. And it's Reverend Alden's fault for not learning any kind of lesson from Johnny Cash. <laughs> Sometimes when you say something, I'm like, that's the quote for the beginning. <laughs> okay. At the end of every episode, Jenny and I will look back and talk about a theme or some kind of lesson or scar that we take with us. From watching this the first time into adulthood, or maybe we saw on the rewatch, which there was a lot on the rewatch. Um, speaking of Scar, can I just interject one second? If you've listened to our Die Hard Christmas episode, oh, for crying out loud, we don't I care. No one cares. Alan Rickman is the voice of Scarf and the Lion King. He is not. Jeremy no Irons is. I don't know why I screwed that up. Okay. Nobody cares or even had noticed. You think people don't care about Disney movies? 
I mean, I don't, you don't, but people care about them. I don't even think anyone noticed that you screwed that up. Okay. All right. They might have noticed that I said All Saints Day was November 2nd in one of my index cards when I clearly know it's November 1st. You think I I would have known that because I went to Catholic school and we always got that day off. Well, you let me just say it. Mm, I don't listen to your index card. If it was an index card, I didn't hear it. It was the Halloween. It was the Monster Walnut Grove episode. All right. So, Jenny, what is your why for this episode? (sighs) This is, I mean, (laughs) I had scarring from recording this podcast. (laughs) But this is why I will always stand up for myself and you should too. Do not turn the other tree. Do not let a bully get the best of you. Do not let a bully get away with it. Yeah, I agree with you. Stand up for yourself. Yeah, Holy crap. stand up for yourself. Or at least tell someone, Mary. Like, if you're not going to fight back, that's okay. If you don't want to fight back, but tell somebody. Tell an adult that you trust. Do you think, like what do that. you think Miss Beetle would have done about this? I don't know. She should have told Pa. A hundred percent. She should have been like, that 33-year-old in my class gave me this black eye. And that would have started the whole process earlier. And then maybe Carolyn might not have gotten assaulted. That's true. How do you think Paul would react? I mean, we saw him defend Caroline. If he knew that that's how Mary got her black eye, too. I know. I know. Like, they they never learned that. Although they probably figured it out by the end of the episode. But maybe. Okay. My why is, I'm not proud of this. <laughs> this is why I thought it was attractive when a man would beat someone up for me. <laughs> you shouldn't be. I'm proud not of proud that. of it. This is not the first time Charles does this. It won't be the last, and it's not the only place I received the message, but I received it here quite a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can remember being in middle school, and I sometimes think of my middle school as a big soap opera because I think it's where we were all at our most dramatic and. I can remember, like, me and my friends, like, we thought it was so cute if a guy beat up another guy for you. I mean, no. 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 Well, it's interesting that that's your why, and my why is, like, stand up for yourself. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to lie. If I was faced with real danger, I would hope Timmy would, you know... That's different. Like, I would hope anyone would, def- like, jump in to defend. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's what your the people around you are oh, there when for. when I was a kid, you. I thought that boys had to do that for you. Because you couldn't do it yourself. Oh, Lord. Yeah. 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 No. I was brainwashed. You are. A hundred percent. I mean, da- again, daily dose of soap operas. Yeah. Daily dose yeah. of, you know, melodrama. No. I mean, the only reason I'm telling Mary... <laughs> I'm telling Mary, the character of Mary in the 70s, to go tell Pause because she's a kid. Right. You know, no, right, if you're right, a kid, right. tell a parent. Like, Mary took care of that herself later. She did. She did. <laughs> but if you're in real danger and you, you tell somebody that you trust. You, yes, you tell somebody. I agree. Yeah. Somebody, like, if you, who has the power to do something. If you don't want to handle it yourself, which I get, not everybody does then you still stand up for yourself, but tell somebody what's going and can on. Can we talk about how awful Nellie is? Oh my God. Oh. She is. She's literally, evil. there is literally nothing redeeming about her. Like give us no. one scene of her. Being I thought vulnerable. maybe my hope for Nellie at the beginning of this was that she was going to out bully this bully. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like on behalf of the, like, and stand up for the people of Walnut Grove, like, Hey, I'm their bully. You're no, not. I thought, thought it was going to be that kind of thing. Join forces with bully yeah. and make a yeah. super bully. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, She's awful. But like the writers, like they don't even give her any vulnerability. No. Like she's just so one dimensional and just awful. It's really not yep. great. It's not great. Yeah. Okay. Jenny, why don't you tell everybody what we have coming up next? I'm so like just mentally and physically worn right, out. We just laughed for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this one took a lot out of me. I could not wait to talk to you about it today. <laughs> this took a lot out of me. There's, I mean, when Reverend Alden was beating people up, that's when I was like, <laughs> this is too much. So great. Okay. Season three, episode 10, The Hunters. 
Despite being a little too young, Laura convinces her father to help sweet talk Carolyn into letting her accompany him on a hunting trip. Oh, this sounds bad. Oh, boy. Laura delights in this rare one-on-one time with Charles, and everything is going beautifully until she accidentally knocks over his loaded gun. Does she shoot him? (laughs) Wait, does it say that? With her beloved father very close to death, Laura must find help all on her own. (laughs) My God. My God. He gets accidentally shot. Are you, damn. Oh, I don't have that on the bingo card that somebody gets shot. <laughs> somebody gets shot or, or mortally by wounded. a bear. Yes. Yes. Somebody gets mortally wounded accidentally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you not have, you don't have anything about that? No, I don't think I do. Oh. I think, uh, yeah, you can get rid of some stuff on here. I, Do you need Charles defends women folk? Because I feel like that's ride or die mode. Or that's hero mode. Oh, no, that's mode. hero mode. Yeah, maybe that's I could mode. change that. And put someone gets mauled or shot and is close to death. <laughs> someone is close to death. Okay. <laughs> There's always someone close to death. I mean, even in the Johnny Cash episode, the the woman yeah, was yep. close to death. Yep. Okay. So it was Reverend Alden. There was two people close to death. In that oh, that's true. That's true. Okay, so um, again, if you haven't already, please check out our Patreon feed. Check out our Blockbuster series. We did our time capsule, um, the Challenger, which was a two-parter. Hope you guys, which we did that. not laugh at like this hard. <laughs> no, we did. We did not laugh at the dog. No, no. Um, Jenny did a lot of research for that. I just listened to a really good podcast. You did all the research for me. That's true. We did reference that podcast a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. So thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you next time. Hi everyone. Amy here. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you like what you hear, please consider leaving a five-star review. Really helps us to grow the podcast. If you'd like to support us, please consider joining our Patreon feed. Patreon.com slash Gen X. This is why. We're also on Facebook, and we have a Facebook group called the Mimi Bees, M-E-M-E-B. You can find this and all other information, including an email address for contact, at www.genxthisisy.com. Thanks so much, and thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.